Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. And running the boards is Joey D's. Wham. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. And on, and on this Wednesday, we are going to introduce a new segment called Ask Dr. Dice. Get all of your role-playing game advice right here with our special friend Rob Whelan. We will also talk about the fact that Moon Knight drops today. So finish this podcast and then go watch it. Yes. And then, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search for <laughs> BJ Shays Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. <laughs> and uh, yes, today is a very big day because, well, before we get into the uh, the comic book news, let's talk about a little bit of the uh, role-playing games and uh, introduce our new segment with our new, or our new, our fun guest, Rob Whelan. Our guest today is a man who has a comic book that is out as of today because, hell, it's comic book day. We've got Rob Whelan back for Girls Heist Out, and Rob... It's out. It's it's out there now. It is out. You can uh, go into your friendly local neighborhood comic book store and uh, pick it up or tell them to order it. Uh, or you can order it direct from Darby Pop Publishing at DarbyPop.com. That is awesome. Uh, and uh, just a quick rundown. I mean, people can go back and listen to our older episode to get the gist of it, too. But uh, go ahead and give a rundown for it. It's a crime caper comic uh, in the style of heist flicks like Ocean's Eleven or the, t- the TV show Leverage, uh, featuring a crew of uh, women who have come together uh, under the the guidance of a uh, criminal mastermind by the, the name of Julia Price. And Julia was left out to dry uh, by her partner. Uh, So she's getting a little revenge uh, uh, at her ex by stealing their big score before he is able to. So it's a lot of international intrigue and and clever escapes and witty banter and all the stuff that uh, you you love out of those those, uh, heist flicks. So absolutely go to your local comic book store. Ask if they have it, and if they don't have it, ask them to order it. Go ahead and go out there and get Girls Heist out. Now, I would be remiss if to say that I didn't have you here for an ulterior motive, because <gasps> I know, gasp. <laughs> one of uh, one of the things that I even, uh, I think I started following you and uh, getting in touch with you and talking about was your, um, your, your role-playing experience, because you are... Uh, we've had you on previously uh, about theater of the mind players, and I know that a lot of the times tabletop RPGs can be fun for everyone involved, um, but sometimes there'll be a question that arises uh, that you just can't answer. And so for those times, I figured it would be time to call in the experts. Trouble at the table? Uh. Need some advice? Uh. All you gotta do is ask Dr. Dice. Yeah, so we have Dear Dr. Dice. 
where we're going to be asking RPG questions and people can more than, you know, more than happy to answer any submissions. So if you want to email us, bjgeeknation at gmail.com, or if you would like to, uh, you know, just get us up on all the old Facebook or all that social media, you can ask your questions to Dr. Dice. And guess who's Dr. Dice? Mr. Rob Whelan. I, uh, that's me. I feel like I need to have some sort of a uh, hat or uh, <laughs> maybe some kind of scrubs. Uh, uh, just pretend that I am in full scrubs right now uh, with like a like a like a like rubber gloves on. Well, this it, is, this it is, is it is theater of the mind, <laughs> so it's a good way to uh, throw all that out there. Yes, very right. very stoked for all this, man, because uh, we do have questions. And I figured we would start with one that I feel is uh, not very specific to any RPG because you guys play so many different ones. But it is one mm-hmm. that I feel that does come up a lot, especially with newer players. And this question is, how do you encourage role playing so the players aren't just waiting for the next combat scene? Ah, yes. Um, well, uh, a lot of that... Uh, a lot of what new players learn is is behavior that is taught by the players who already know everything. So when <laughs> it, whether you're a new player at a, a table that's already established, or whether you are uh, a full table of people who have never played before and are just trying to figure out how it works, um, the uh, the 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 person running the game, whether they're the dungeon master, the game master, whatever terminology, the storyteller, whatever terminology you prefer, you are the person who models behavior. Um, so uh, if you want people to role play at the table, you should role play at the table. Um, and you should also uh, be encouraging when people uh, do make those attempts to role play at the table. Um, one of the, 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 the things that um, uh, you can take from uh, a, a theater background, one of the reasons why we uh, titled our show Theater of the Mind Players is because many of us have a theater background. I, oh, I was yeah. a theater kid. Um, and many, a uh, few of the players have done local theater. A few of the players, uh, you know, have theater degrees. Um, but one of the things that can really encourage role play is the property called yes and. This oh, is a, yeah. This is, a, this is an an improvisational like uh, staple with the idea that when you're in a scene, um, you if somebody says something, you. You, you do your best to add on to it. You don't want to negate things. You don't want to, uh, you know, you don't want to shut because or you don't want to do that because it shuts the scene down. It shuts the momentum down and that shuts uh, the, the role playing down. So like, if I say, well, I'm going to go to the store because I need to buy a cake and my scene partner says, there's no store around here. Where, where would you buy a cake? There's nothing like that. The scene hits the wall, energy hits the wall and, uh, you, and, and, and that can cause people to shut down and not want to engage in role playing. If you're basically telling them, I don't want to do this with you. Uh, so as uh, as other players and as the the the, the dungeon master uh, slash storyteller, 
you want to encourage that. So even when players, you know, come up with the, 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 these, these strange ideas of like, <laughs> you know, like what, one, one of the classic, uh, gags is like, you know, the 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 storyteller and the game master sits there and describes the the shadowy mysterious you know character in the corner uh, that is obviously going to give them the next mission to go forward into their adventure and the players like well who else is in the tavern and then the uh, dungeon master is like uh and then there's a goblin named <laughs> Frank and they're like we're gonna go talk to Frank the goblin yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and and, and the okay fine if you yes and that that means that guess what frank the goblin is now the guy with the the mission to go forward and you know continue your your story uh uh ahead to keep your story going that's that's um that's really one of the keys to get people to to role play is to not have those stops and starts of momentum because um that's when if if you're telling people no you can't do that then they are going to shut down and they are going to wait their turn and they and 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 not necessarily want to 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 contribute and and some tables even get comfortable enough where um you know the 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 one 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 of the the advanced tricks of being a lazy uh, game master is you know well who do I see in the tavern I don't know who do you see in the tavern oh that's a and good one. helping uh, incorporate them and letting them build the scene that uh, that helps a like you said the DM but it also immerses people because now they're going to remember it I feel a little bit more because they're the ones that are telling you right and 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 that also encourages the 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 game master to listen to uh to the players because it's a lot easier for the game master to uh tailor the story that they have in mind for the players' interests rather than tailoring the players' interests for the story the 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 story that the story that Taylor wants to see like if if you say you know you have to go and fight the corrupt baron who is oppressing uh you know the these villagers that you've just met that's a harder that's a hard sell because they don't know these guys why would they risk their necks fighting the the baron who's got an army and a castle and all that stuff <laughs> but if you say oh remember that the um uh the fun uh, remember the goblin, Frank the Goblin, your buddy Frank the Goblin. Well, the Baron just threw him in uh, the keep because he was trying because of some BS law that he just made up, just because he hates goblins. Now the players, because they like Frank the Goblin, are like, wait a minute, he can't. Only we can pick on Frank the Goblin. The Baron can't pick on Frank the Goblin. Let's go get him, you guys. Um, and by engaging in, in stuff that connects to players' interests, that's going to draw them out into the story and want to play with that story a little more rather than uh, just shuffling their papers and waiting for the next combat to begin. That is awesome. That is some great advice. And I would even suggest people, if you can take a uh, improv class 
Uh, that has helped me immensely, especially with uh, my uh, RPG experiences. I mean, not everybody has to, but just be willing to say yes and. I think that is one of the best ways to go about that, man. Two add-on pieces. One, there is actually a book called Improv for Gamers. I'm plugging Ooh. a book that I am not actually connected with in any way, but it was a good. It was a really good read. It's from Evil Hat. Uh, productions uh it's it was written by somebody who is immersed in the improv scene and the gaming scene and has a lot of great ideas of blending the two um and it all and the second thing is for uh, game masters another application of this yes and uh, idea is uh something that came out of the indie scene about 10 years ago which is the idea of say yes or roll the dice where um if you're if you're assume that your players are competent uh, or rather their characters are, and that's going to help the pacing of your games. Nobody wants to sit there and watch the thief try to roll to pick the lock for 20 minutes until they finally get the roll that they need. And it's a lot easier to say, okay, either they pick the lock or something happens that keeps them from picking the lock. Um oh. And that way you are, again, keeping the story moving forward in a way that isn't going to restrict it to, um, oh, well, I, I have to wait for you to do the thing that I expect you to do anyway. Just, you know, cut that way you get to, to cut to the cool stuff like the big fights and the, the dramatic scenes rather than. Is anybody going to lock this chest? Anyone? Anyone? Because we've all had those nights where the dice are just not having it. And so this is a good way to to sort of smooth those those moments over. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Dice. And if you want to ask Dr. Dice, you can do so by sending us a message. Ask uh, your questions via email, bjgeeknation at gmail.com. Find us on all of the social media. You can just put in the subject line, ask Dr. Dice, and ask away those questions. Thank you so much, Rob. And also, Ask Dr. Dice is brought to you by the Theater of the Mind players. Are you looking for a new game? Theater of the Mind players plays all of the great RPGs besides D&D. Check out their YouTube channel or wherever you find your podcast for the games they've played and more information. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you very much. Thank you, Rob. And again, if you want to ask Dr. Dice something, you can just send us an email, send us a Facebook message, send us a tweet, do whatever you want to do. Let us know and uh, you too can ask Dr. Dice. Now today... If you didn't know, Moon Knight has dropped on Disney+, Plus, and I believe it's going to be weekly. Actually, looking at this, yes, it's a limited six-episode series that starts today and ends on May 4th. Hey, hey, my birthday. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is uh, you know, you can still guys get me some presents and stuff like that. <laughs> now, if you didn't know, uh, the whole premise for Moon Knight is that Mark Spector is a mercenary who suffers from dissociative identity disorder, and he is drawn into a deadly mystery involving Egyptian gods with his multiple identities, such, such as Stephen Grant. Now, Oscar Isaac stars as Mark Spector slash Moon Knight, and Ethan Hawke and Mae Kalamaway are also in it. Uh, this is going to be a uh, a part of Phase Four of the MCU, and we're getting more into the uh, the horror aspect of stuff. This seems to kind of lead along the same lines as uh, like with Blade that we've seen, and maybe Black Knight as we come into the future of uh, the MCU. It seems to be kind of revolving around all of those things, not necessarily magic so much, but more supernatural. So it's still kind of divergent from those things, and we'll have to see how it goes. But uh, I myself am very excited to see. What what they're going to have with this. 
I want to just see what the story is. I'm hoping for uh, not to get spoiled for any Easter eggs or anything along those lines. And as everybody knows, if you don't watch it immediately and you don't want to get spoiled, the best thing might just be stay off the internet. Tough to do, but I don't disagree with you. Yeah, and that's like even and if you're a person out there who's very excited for it and you wait till midnight to watch it or whatever, save uh, you know tweeting or facebooking about mm-hmm. it, except for in the most vaguest of terms. Yeah, six episodes. Six episodes isn't a lot, but it is a lot longer than a movie would be. Mm-hmm. So, and that's I think they want to kind of flesh out the characters, and I really like doing origin stories uh, in this sort of aspect as well, mm-hmm. or even like a. Uh, maybe not even origin, but like a reimagining story because we got that with Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got that with Loki and uh, and WandaVision. They were all like we knew the characters, but we were able to like continuation. Suss out them more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continuation. That's a good term on that. Just because it is, it's annoying when you go into a movie and obviously time has passed, and you just either have to get a quick summary of what happened, or mm-hmm. they have to go in and show you everything. Uh, and it feels unnecessary for some movies for the entire plot yeah. that you need to know that info. However, I feel like they're doing a really good job with do, like with WandaVision and uh, Loki and everything. Like, so far, it seems like we didn't have to watch all that to watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Exactly. And but it was nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it helps a lot when it gets down to it. And I mean, even someone like James Gunn, when he was doing when he did Peacemaker, he did kind of have to do that recap, mm-hmm. but it worked. And it was one of those things that I feel that now people are kind of realizing, uh, especially directors, and maybe James Gunn is just, you know, that 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 blessed uh, uh diamond in the rough when it comes down to knowing what the fans really want. But at the same point, the MCU really hasn't failed us, other than a couple of clunker movies, you know, in between all of the other stuff right like it, they've got a pretty good track record with everything especially with the disney plus series i yeah i do feel like a lot of the filler movies like i for example thor the first one felt like crap we have to make an avengers movie and we haven't made thor yet here you go <laughs> and then the <laughs> second thor. second thor movie it's like crap we need another thor movie and here you go just to kind of move it along and yeah. it was not very necessary <laughs> no so uh definitely let us know how you feel about that we will give our first impressions in about Two weeks because we are going to be taking next week off and uh, we'll be uh, talking about that. Yep. uh, Hopefully we'll be getting to that fairly soon. But uh, let us know how you feel about all of that. And now it is time for the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? I am both excited about this and a little nervous. Ooh. uh Oh, okay. So I feel like a lot of movies now are just becoming longer and longer and longer. And I I feel like at some point, two and a half hour movies are going to be considered short. Mm, Well, I don't know short, but I mean, I mean, Joe, you saw the Batman. I did. And that was like, what, three hours long? Just about. And you seem to be okay with that. No problems at all. That which is frankly amazing, because I just remember like back in the days of Titanic Mm -hmm. and literally needing two VHS tapes to to watch it. Yeah, we did too. So Mm. I mean, uh, like, do we need that long of movies like without an intermission? Like, at some point, we're just going to have to have, like, intermissions. It's like, 10-minute potty break, go. Yeah. <laughs> or provide, you know, those reclining seats, but then with, like, a toilet something. <laughs> I don't know. Because you can't Here's expect, your bedpan. You can't expect us to be buying these giant popcorns and not getting giant sodas and yeah. then not being able to go to the bathroom. I agree. Uh, that being said, Marvel is very notorious. I mean, most comic book movies are notorious for having very long movies. And most, of, like, I don't want to say most of the time, but with the Batman and even with, like, Infinity War... 
and Endgame. It, it makes sense, and it worked. And even with like Spider-Man: No Way Home was mm-hmm. longer too. Uh, well, they ju- they came out with the runtime for the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness movie. Uh, well, I would have to imagine it's going to be very long because you wouldn't have mentioned it otherwise. Yeah. Over under two and a half hours. It's about two and a half hours, an hour and 48 minutes. Wow. Wait, wait, 148 minutes? Yeah. 180. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You said an hour and 48 minutes. Like, that's not there. That's Excuse so 140. Me. If 148 minutes is two. 2.46 hours. Yeah, so two hours and I think 28 yes. minutes right there. Doing doing math right now. No, but, don't. And like converting to time. It's Doctor Strange, man. It's almost mm-hmm. two and a half hours, though. That's, I mean, they're going into the multiverse. I feel that they need, yes. they're going to need to explain a whole bunch of stuff. So this is long enough to make the Doctor Strange sequel one of the longest movies. So only four mo- movies would last longer than the Multiverse of Madness, which Avengers Endgame and then Eternals, and then Avengers Infinity War, and then at two hours and 28 minutes, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse, uh, in the multiverse of Madness would have a runtime equal to that of Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, wow. Okay. So, And I know I just recently saw an, an article, I just looked at the headline, but Benedict Cumberbatch is saying that this is, this is on par with No Way Home. And I have to I, imagine I, that, I, that they're I like bumping it. up the stakes so much that they're not going to kind of regress, especially when it's a like a pivotal plot point. Mm-hmm. It's not an origin. I mean, we'll get some new characters. Yeah, so we're definitely going to have to get some background info on some of these characters like America. Yeah, yeah. America Chavez is a pretty amazing character, just the fact that she can punch holes into uh, into dimensions mm-hmm. and so like literally punch through them so you got to have a little bit of information about her before she just magically shows up and I, I mean I do feel like we're going to be getting a bunch of other characters and <laughs> uh, Mordo is coming back yes I don't know if he's Baron Mordo at this point in time but mm-hmm. uh, he's going to be dealing with a whole bunch of stuff I'm just kind of worried that a lot of the stuff everyone's looking forward to which I you know call the Mephesto effect mm-hmm. stuff like that we've we've got to confirm that Patrick Stewart's voice is in it so he should be making an appearance doesn't mean he's Xavier it I mean it you safe it's or safe-ish. our or the Xavier that we know like the thing is with all of this is it could just be a short segment that really doesn't have a whole lot to do with a lot of things what if it's just a quick blink moment and everyone's waiting for that I feel everyone kind of needs to get ready for the story Mm -hmm. and not just look for the cameos which I feel like I'm yelling at every single time right because that's what everyone is like pointing towards like I get excited like I mean I I look back and by the way if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home I'm going to be saying some spoiler stuff but (laughs) when you know Charlie Cox's uh, Matt Murdock was on screen or when we got the new spider or not the new Spider-Man the old Spider-Man's popping Mm -hmm. up on screen for the first time I legit screamed in the theater. Oh, man, yeah. Like, my dad was sitting next to me, like, because he he knew what they meant, and I had explained, this is what we might see, this is what people are saying. My poor dad, God bless him. (laughs) I'm sitting here, I'm like, Dad, we need to watch Daredevil. He's like, why do you want me to watch this so bad? Because I've been saying this for years. I'm like, for two reasons. very important reason. Uh, So that way I can start slowly getting you to watch all the other shows, not Iron Fist. Uh, We're not (laughs) watching Iron Fist. Maybe we'll watch Luke Cage, but eh, we'll see. But I want him to do this as an intro and then get him to watch WandaVision and then all the other ones. And then now we can be on the same page. So yeah. I'm sorry, Dad. I need a boyfriend or something to do this to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the bar's so high because yeah. they did that whole kind of alternate reality 
travel so well in Spider-Man. And, I, you know, we don't really – because it was, like, known, right? We've known Andrew Garfield and we've known Tobey Maguire. We yeah. don't really know anyone that Strange is going to go find, really, besides Evil himself, apparently. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Scarlet Witch is in this as well. We've My- got, like, some other villains. Like, there's a multitude or a multiverse of villains there's that a are lot- coming out of this. Including Doctor Strange himself, like you just said. But I think I've seen other versions of Doctor Strange, so I don't think we're just going to get two Doctor Stranges. I think there's going to be at least three or four. We definitely could. Do we know if this is where Kang is coming to screen? Have we had any Um, talks of that? Kang the Conqueror, I believe, is going to be in Quantum Mania. Yeah, I think that's what they confirmed. uh, Yeah, Wasp and uh, Ant-Man. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I think it's uh, being pushed on that. So I don't think we'll necessarily have to worry so much. Because you would think with all the reality jumping that this would be the one where Kang comes out because we do know that this is after those events, right? That Wanda, well, apparently Wanda breaks the universe we don't know. Well, was it Wanda? Does. Was it Sylvie? Yeah. Was, <laughs> it, was it America now that we don't know? It was, was it Doctor every... Strange? Well, if you go by the runtime, I think it was both Wanda and Sylvie. Well, no. Remember, because there was that moment where they're like, oh, no, there it is. We passed the threshold. Yeah, yeah. He should uh, remains like that's what everyone's spe- speculating, especially because, yeah, the last episodes, if you like mark them like the right times and you know, look up that stupid weird thing, because right. we don't know for sure. But it's again, people are like linking things together about who caused it. And he's like, why not everybody? Why not everybody's fault? And here's the thing. I don't have a problem with people doing the linking and looking for the Easter eggs and stuff. Yeah. I just don't want to hear the complaining when things aren't what you thought it was going to be. Truth. And that was that, the big that, thing I was trying to stick to when we right. were we were going through the whole WandaVision. It's not Mephesto. Like, if it is, if it isn't, it's like, yeah. still watch it and see if it's good or not, not based off whether or not you are right. It could still be good and you'd be wrong. And I'll be honest, I'm still a little salty about Ralph Boner. So I'm just <laughs> hoping at some point we get... That gets rectified. Exactly. Wanda, WandaVision did a lot of trolling. <laughs> yeah, they did. That was an accident. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that being said, we do have... I don't know if you guys saw this. It was posted on our Facebook page, so scroll back. If you did not see this, we did get some other Marvel news. And uh, we're apparently getting a long-awaited cosmic hero thrown into the mix. Really? Yes, this is a character you may or may not be super familiar with, but his name is Richard Ryder, a.k.a. Nova. Nova was one that everyone expected in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy because of the Nova Corps. Yeah, and at the very least, I think everyone was expecting it in the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Absolutely. Um, But apparently word has come in from Deadline that Marvel Studios has tapped Moon Knight writer Sabir Perzada to the Nova Project. So at the time of this writing, it is unclear that the pro- if it's going to be a film, if it's going to be a limited series, kind of like Moon Knight. Um, maybe we'll have a Nova Moon Knight kind of crossover. I don't think so because I don't feel like those characters interacted or at least not interacted much, if at all. Like, I, like it's not like, oh, you know, Peter Quill and Nova. That makes sense. And it's kind of interesting because Nova got his powers after Xander, the home planet of the Nova Corps, got destroyed. What Which hap- has been confirmed, that, yes, that yeah. destroyed. Yep. And that was in the comics, and Xander was destroyed kind of in just a, a non-just-a-cut-scene in uh, Infinity yes. War because Thanos had already had the Power Stone. Yes. So they could kind of roll that back and show the destruction of mm-hmm. it, kind of, you know, maybe bring Josh Brolin back as Thanos for a little bit, do that, and then have him get his powers and then kind of come in uh, like Captain Marvel style, kind of towards the end or in the middle or maybe even a cut scene in Guardians 3 or Thor Love and Thunder because we've seen that with Eros, Star Fox, mm-hmm. and also Pip the Troll. 
Yeah, it would make sense because the Guardians are just in space now. Yeah. Doing their thing again. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm kind of excited to see what they would want to do with that. Like, uh, I, I really think the character, the character flat out looks cool. Oh, yeah. Like, he just, like, the costume and all of that, and he has been super powerful. We need more cosmic power uh, 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 players uh, along the same level as a Captain Marvel. See, and like uh, the only, re- I mean, I've seen Nova here and there in comics, but really the my only introduction to Nova has really been, I think there was an animated series. It was called like The Amazing or The Astonishing or something like that, Ultimate Spider-Man. And that was, it was more of like a preteen teen show. Oh. So not ca- quite like the Spider-Man and Friends one that they have on Disney Plus right now, which is adorable, by the way. So I've if you have seen- kiddos, I do recommend you watch it. I have it. seen that. And there's been a couple of times where I'm like, I kind of want to stop and watch this. It's actually, it's like, it's one of those, my little brother, when it's on, we'll watch it together and I can handle it. It's not like, oh, good. Fair enough, fair It's not like uh, some people complain about the Peppa Pigs or the Thomas the Train or what was, no, Kalu or whatever the hell is. Oh, Kalu or whatever, that stupid bald head little. Uh, Yeah, I know. Everybody hated him, but this is one of those shows you could sit down as an adult and enjoy it and have a little kid be excited about it as well. Nice. Uh, But this, the the Spider-Man one I'm referring to came back, came out a few years ago and it's a little bit older because there's more fighting. I think they had like the white tiger or tigress or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, Nova, they're all like preteens or teenagers, high school esque, like 14, <laughs> 15 years old. He was such a little, little S. Like he really was. He was just like very cocky and stuff. So I'm very curious to see like who they would decide to cast as him. And I just did a quick like search because I wanted to see what he looked like, uh, like his face wise underneath that really awesome mask they have. Yeah, right. And somebody, some people did do a fan wire, did a fan cast of him. Uh, I don't feel like the two actors, the first ones they came out with, would be good fits just because of everything else they're doing. First one being Jensen Ackles, who we know in Supernatural, but we uh, also will be seeing him as Soldier Boy in, in the next yeah, season of The Boys. The Boys, that's right. Uh, I feel like he would do a fantastic job. I, I mean, I feel like he, if they decide to go more of the younger route, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still a good looking man, but I don't feel like that would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one being John Krasinski, which everybody in the world has already fan casted him as Mr. Fantastic. So right. I'm going to say no to that one. Yeah, exactly. This one, I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know if I've actually seen him act in anything that I like. And that's not so much a hit on him. I just it's, I haven't seen much of this stuff. But Hayden Christensen. And this is just based um, on, like, the look of him without his mask on. Yeah, I mean, he did play Anakin, and I don't think he's done anything really big after that. What uh, yeah, was the it, like, only, Jumper or something? The only movie that I almost walked out of. Like, I like, <laughs> I spent money on it. That's why I didn't walk out. But I almost walked out of this movie. And that had Samuel L. Jackson in it. <laughs> How can you walk out on a Samuel L. Jackson movie? Well, it's, I guess you don't. That's not hard. <laughs> See, and I just looked up a quick one. I thought maybe this would be interesting. That some people have also fan casted uh, Ryan Gosling. But I, I still think I'm like, he's not old. Yeah. But he's not, I don't feel like he's young enough. Yeah. And I mean, that might be one if you needed like a rugged, older type of person, maybe mm-hmm. to kind of offset like a, a Peter Quill. Like mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, a little bit older, a little bit more rugged, maybe been out there a little bit more. But I don't know. I mean, you could literally have anybody at that point. Like, right. have. Any person, and I think it would be fine because I mean, I, I I trust the casting directors uh, for uh, the MCU. Uh, who's the actor? I'm blanking on his name right now, but he was actually in Maze Runner. He was in Meet the Millers. He's going to be playing Adam. Oh yes, uh, yes, he's playing Adam Warlock. I I adore him because he was so adorably stupid in Meet the Millers, <laughs> and then to see him come out like with a British accent and looking like such a badass in uh in Maze Runner. 
like it's Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Yeah, who has who has got the look down too. Right, but like if you watch Meet the Millers, he's so dorky and dumb <laughs> that when you see him like do the smolder, if you will, in yeah. some of his p- pictures for this, I'm like, oh, dude, what are you doing to me? You and your eyebrows. Yeah, people are making some fan photos and fan oh, he looks pictures of like, like, and I mean, these are just like artistic representations right. that fans have done. But I'm like, nope, yep, it vibes. I'm cool with this. Uh, another, but the reason I bring him up is because one of the ones that they thought of for Nova is an actor named Dylan O'Brien, who was the star of Maze Runner. Oh, okay. I mean, he's got a young face. Like, even, I think we're in the same age group, like of Joe and I. It, but he still got like a kind of a baby esque face, so maybe twenties vibe. All right. Um, another one. I'm not 100. percent Like I recognize this actor, but I can't tell you what else he was in. He kind of has like a poor man's. Uh, oh no. Jesse Pink Plinkman vibe. Okay. His name is Justin Chatwin. He apparently uh, played. Oh, he played Tom Cruise's son in War of the Wars. War, War of the, the Worlds. Oh, oh yeah, that he's done some other Shameless. Stuff to- oh yeah, he that was guy. in Shameless. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then Ryan Gosling is the last one on this list for that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, out of all of those, probably I would go with. Uh, uh, with uh, with Gosling, but okay. that's just because I'm most familiar with him, and I know that he can act pretty well. It, I'm but curious, again, like, like he could literally pick could anyone anybody. for it, man. Just stick the helmet on him, do what you do, where you beef everyone out, give them those amazing six pack abs and the the action figure uh, physique just for the movies, and uh, have a ball. Well, let us know who you would love to see play Nova. Good fan casting. Like, let's uh, let's see what we can do. And until next time. Stay nerdy.